0: Hello, everyone. I am Billy Dees, and this is the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth podcast. I am uh, with DJ Sugar Shane. How are you doing today, Shane?
1: I'm doing fantastic. I have to give a real quick plug to some real good shit if you're out and about and you want to try something real good and tasty. Go on over to the hot chocolate aisle and grab you a pack of Land O'Lakes white cocoa mix. It's arctic white or something like that. and it's really? white. It's white chocolate. Hot chocolate mix. I'm sitting here drinking this shit right now. Uh, I, put some, I put some whipped cream in mine. You don't have to. Oh, my it. God. But it is so good, man. It is so I put quite a bit of whipped cream in there. I ain't going to lie.
0: <laughs> oh, man. But I don't know if I could handle that. That sounds very rich. I mean, oh, yeah, very rich.
1: Yeah, it's rich.
0: <laughs> no damn, man. But
1: damn, it's good. All right.
0: Well, just to let everyone know, you can follow us on Twitter at Sweet Truth Radio. Initially, the podcast is live on Monday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then again on Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find the Spreaker link. To our live shows and uh, the library of uh, the ones that you can stream anytime you wish in the bio of our Sweet Ruth twitter page <laughs> that's a mouthful there right and once again it's at sweet truth radio on twitter you don't have to have a twitter account to find that twitter page uh to interact with us to send us a tweet or anything like that of course you do need to uh have a have a twitter account now we're also on facebook we are sweet what is it uh, exactly on facebook shane it's
1: i think it's just sweet truth radio
0: Sweet Truth Radio on uh, Facebook. Let me double check. Wait, okay, sure. And uh, here again, you know, you can interact with us any way that it's feasible. You can find us on uh, Twitter at Sweet Truth Radio. And oh, you know, you got the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth. Oh, on, okay. uh, yeah, on Facebook it's the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah, sure. So, anyway, you can interact with us any of those ways, and uh, we'd be happy to hear from you. Uh, A couple things here. I I don't know why this irritates me. Well, I know why it irritates me, but (laughs) I'm in the um, Home Depot, Home Depot today, and I'm buying a bag of salt, and I I don't know if it's 40 or 50 pounds or whatever it is, and I didn't want to get a cart. Okay, so I, I, I sling this thing over my shoulder. I walk halfway through the store. And I get to the uh, to the counter. And I'm standing there. And, and, and the guy ahead of me, and I, and I understand this is his right. It was his turn. I get it. Okay. He's buying some, I don't know, a little cup of paste or something for his ass or something. Who knows what oh it was. Oh, my God. It, it looks like a little, you know, just a little, like, uh spackle type thing you fix your drywall with. And he's got it sitting on the counter, and he's digging through his wallet, counting his money and everything, trying to get the, you know, to pay for this. thing. And he sees me standing there, holding this heavy bag. Now, if it would have been me, okay, I mean, I wouldn't have to give up my turn. All I would have had to do is move that little thing and say, hey, why don't you set that down? Yeah. Hey, is that really... Is is that really that difficult? Does that need to be explained to people?
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. people don't have common courtesy anymore, man. They don't even hold the door open for you. They just slam a goddamn door looking at you. (laughs) I've had it happen, looking dead at you. Look back. See your ass is three feet away, and they'll just walk right on in and let the door slam. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a... they
0: don't. They don't fear anymore. Maybe you're because it happened uh, maybe a week or so ago. Pretty much the same thing. I, I forget what I had. I had my had my hands full. I was at the grocery store or something, and you know somebody's buying. You know, a bar, uh, some jelly or some potato chips or something. And they, all all I all all's I, I want to do is set this stuff down, and uh, it's too much to ask. But anyway, all right. Maybe that's just me. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Where do you get that from, that alls you, you know, the alls with the S at the end? When you say that, is well, that, what do is I that a, you say like alls I want to do.
0: Say, oh, I see. Uh,
1: yeah. And that was not, that's not a bad thing. That's not what I'm saying. But what I was wondering, is that an Ohio thing?
0: I don't know.
1: That's what I was asking. I just now caught on to that. And I was wondering, I haven't heard a lot of people do it, so I wasn't sure if it was an Ohio thing or something you actually picked up from your father or mother.
0: You know, I honestly I don't know. I actually when I'm doing um you know, writing or, or voiceover work, I I I don't use that phrase, but in in right. common speak, in common speak, I don't even notice that I do it. So I I picked exactly. it up from Uh, but that's that's interesting. <laughs>
1: I wouldn't criti- i wouldn't criticizing you. No, <laughs> no, I wouldn't, no, I don't I wouldn't care. criticizing you at all. Because I was—I'm the last fucking one to criticize anybody on fucking work uh taking. Because I'm known to miss and stumble over quite a few in my day. So <laughs> we know uh, what was it—a trophy. <laughs> That reminds
0: me, just uh, while we're promoting ourselves here and telling everybody about the podcast, uh, let everyone know that you and I are both on The Freak Show, which is your brainchild. That is on an internet radio station called SKO Radio. You can find them at skoradio.com, and you can find them on SKO Radio Network on uh, TuneIn, on the TuneIn app. And uh along with you and I there's Jack Casey, Eagle Scout and oh cool and uh, Tony the Tiger those guys are all with us and I gotta say it's a real good group
1: yeah yeah I've had a lot of, I, I, I've had a lot of fun I,
0: been doing this a lot of time, uh, a long time, and I've I've gotten in these groups before. And there's always somebody who wants to be the the funny one. There's always somebody who's trying to be the smart one, and on and on. And and and, and this is very, me. yeah. <laughs> this is very organic. You know, it's uh, these guys have personalities that come across just naturally, and uh, I I really like the group so. Give us a yeah, listen. I'm glad,
1: I'm glad you're sticking around, man. I th- I had a feeling I got your hooks in you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There. I thought about it. That's why I said, come on to the first show. Let's be on that one with me, you know. There's <laughs> always a method to my madness. But uh, yeah. I do want to make mention of this since she was bringing up Home Depot. I wanted to make mention of a store that I absolutely hate to go to, but you always go to when you happen to be out with certain friends that want to go to this place, and that's that fucking Bass Pro Shop. I hate that goddamn store with a fucking passion. I don't care about seeing no fucking bass boats. I don't give a fuck about one fishing pole from another, and I sure as hell don't need to go out there and see your big stuffed bears hanging up back there and all your damn guns. I just don't gear. And I hate to go because I'm walking around with these other guys, I guess, that are into this shit. And I'm yeah. walking around, and I'm like, I don't know one fucking thing. They're talking about Lure. I got the Lure Tech 1914 over here, boy. I tell you what, this son bitch right here, you drop that in the water. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? So, I mean, I just don't want to make mention of that, that I absolutely hate that. I, I don't hate, you know, <laughs> if people are into that, it's a great store to go to. But for me personally, I can't get into that
0: stuff. I I ran into this. um, You know, I'm I'm one of these people, and I feel like I'm the only one in the world who feels this way. This positivity thing, you know, all these little positive sayings that you see on social media and all this positive this and positive that, positive horseshit this. You, You know, maybe it's just me. Okay. But I've been saying for a long time. That that is something that they are bottling and selling, just like religion often is. And I finally ran across someone, and I'm I'm going to have to investigate her a little more to find out exactly what the nuances are of her message. But I heard this interview. It's by a. Um, let me see if I have her. Uh, Her name here. But anyway, I ran across her uh, in an interview the other day, and she was talking about how this positivity uh, stuff is becoming, it's almost like a new political correctness. You got to be positive all the time. All right. And uh, her her name is uh, Susan A. David, PhD, and she's uh, written this book called Emotional Agility. Okay. And I guess she's got this uh, TED talk online that uh, has gotten like over a million some views, something like that. I'm not sure. Um, But uh, I I really like some of the things that she said. And uh, um, basically, what her message is is that as human beings, we inevitably experience a whole range of emotions. both positive and negative, and we have to embrace those and manage them better. And we don't need to be acting positive all the damn time.
1: And, uh, well, there's sometimes oh. you just can't be positive. I mean, I mean, that's just, I mean, there's no, I mean, do I think you need to be down in the dumps all the time? No, but, but I think that's, that, that's uh, just, it's not worse. yeah, that's, yeah. it's just that, um, I think because, you know, if somebody happens, something, God forbid happens, someone dies in your family or something. I mean, I'm kind of worried if you go out and start skipping and hopping and going, Hey, off to the cemetery I go, cause I'm going to be worried <laughs> about how you're handling your grief just to be honest with you i think they're going to be a wondering how you're handling your grief or b did you kill them and you're off to get the wheel because you're acting like you've come into some money but uh uh, but but that's my deal with it but yeah
0: um and here again this isn't her talking now this this is me i i uh i i I don't know. There's been some uh, bad things happen around the Canton area in, in the, in the uh, some of the school systems here with these suicides. And, um, you know, a, a lot of people are turning to these motivational speakers, and I, I just – You know, I get it. And people criticize me. They'll say, well, are you against positivity? Are you against feeling good? Well, of course not. And then, you know, everything always degrades into that straw man argument. That's not what what this is all about. Uh, What I'm saying is, is that I, I feel that we are on the verge of presenting ourselves a fantasy. With constantly having to live in this positive bubble, right. you know everything's going to be fine. No, no, you know tomorrow is going to be a better day. Every cloud has a silver lining, and I could go on and on with all these cliches, and 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 they're just beat into us
1: all the See, time. See, I don't consider myself that much of a positive thinker like you're thinking. Like somebody that thinks it all the time, because I I do realize there's times that you don't because. The only thing I want to consider myself a positive thinker is th- was within my own life itself. Like, can I make myself better for a better tomorrow mm-hmm. within my own life? Do I think we're going to have world peace tomorrow, or probably any time in my lifetime? No, I'm not that kind of a positive thinker. Yeah, I don't, I don't foresee it.
0: Well, you know, this is part of a wider problem that I feel we just don't have. As a society, we just don't have a good way of embracing, number one, the hardships that we have to go through, the, the trials and tribulations, the negative things that we feel. And we don't have a realistic approach to real problems. Okay. okay. Every, bad habits and character flaws have become diseases now. And... Um, and I'm not saying that, you know, there, there's some habits and, and other things that we get into that are, that are psychologically and sometimes physiologically addictive. I'm not saying that, that those things aren't real, but I, ha- I just have a problem with everything now. Everything. I don't care what it is about yourself that you don't like. It's a disease.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, what, know, I, that's what I say about alcoholism and all this other stuff. It's a, they, they tell you it's a disease. It's no longer an addiction. It's a disease, but I don't, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it's not genetic to some degree. They're saying it is, maybe it is. I I mean, it wasn't in my case. (laughs) It wasn't in my case. So I can't, I can't relate. And I had alcohol on both sides, mom and dad. And, uh, my dad was an alcoholic and my mom was, my daddy was an alcoholic. Yeah. But I never actually craved it myself. (laughs) he, 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 He.
0: to be clear, there are some people who do have a blood chemistry that, that predisposes them to the effects of alcohol. There's absolutely no question about that. However, um, you know, we could say that about some people being genetically predisposed to gaining weight. Other people have different problems of one kind or another. And you have to recognize these problems and you have to deal with them. Now, I'm I'm, here again. I I can just hear people getting mad at me about this, but I I don't have a lot of empathy or sympathy for alcoholics, okay? Because I've known Uh, a lot of them. I've known a lot of them. I don't either, I have to say. And I've known some uh, in my own family, and some of them were the most violent. And abusive Mm -hmm. son of a bitches that you ever want to meet your entire life. And I'll tell you, some of these people that I've known over the years would get into a car after drinking who knows how many six-packs and take out your entire family. Yeah. Make their way through the legal system and turn around and do the same thing again and wouldn't think twice about it. No. And, and I, I, I have a hard time saying that person has a disease in the same context that some precious child has in the hospital right now with cancer. Right. Just have a real hard time with that. Yeah, I feel so, boy. Um, but anyway, getting back to this thing about not facing reality, um, that's something that I feel is a big problem. And I don't like it when uh, positive things are, are are presented in a way to sell you something to sell you a book, to sell you a self-help seminar, to sell you DVDs to sell you whatever it is that they, I don't like that for any number of reasons but the, but the main thing is is that it preys on people who are vulnerable okay? Uh, it, it preys on people who who need something and who are searching for something in their life. And um, it, it, it's, it, it's done in a way where it's a sleight of hand. Yeah. I you know, know it's, you mean, yeah. It, it's different if, if somebody holds a book up in front of you and says, this is some bullshit that's supposed to make you feel better. It's 1995. Right. When they stand up in front of you and say, you know, Shane – you are a very special person. Do you know how special you are? There's only one of you, Shane. There's only one of you. There are no copies of you. You, <laughs> are a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. You are special. And you deserve to be happy. Yeah. And. What why I'm telling you this? Let me tell sounds you. Like
1: a, sounds, sounds like a snake oil salesman.
0: And the, and the thing with that I'm a, I'm <laughs> these, <laughs> these snake oil salesmen sold you snake oil. Sometimes sometimes this isn't even that.
1: Right. <laughs> At least they get and a bottle of booze. <laughs> those,
0: those same tactics are used by politicians. Those same tactics are used by preachers. I could go on and on here. Now, there's some well meaning politicians. There's some well meaning religious people out there. I'm not saying there isn't. But, but when I start hearing about how oh, special, yeah. that, when somebody starts telling you how special you are, you, you can almost bet the next thing that comes out of their mouth is horse dung. I
1: mean, it, I don't get me. I'm like you. I agree there's legitimates out there. There's some oh, legitimate yeah. preachers out there. Whether they're right or wrong, they believe what they believe and they're there to do their job. And I think there's some legitimate, you know, whatever's out there. But there's so many cons out there that outnumber them that the the good ones just get shuffled to the side. Nobody ever thinks anything of because we're getting cons every day.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what George Carlin said about self-help, don't you? (laughs) If you're reading a book book that was written by somebody else or you're going to a seminar that's given by somebody else, that's not self-help. That's help.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, that sounds like him. He was a fucking genius. I miss, oh, him. He, I miss, him. I miss him.
0: Oh, he was awesome. He yeah, was awesome. he was awesome. I, no, I didn't agree with everything he said. But, oh, uh, no, no, he was a diehard
1: <laughs> liberal. There wasn't no doubt no. about that. He was a diehard uh, my, liberal to the extreme.
0: I, 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 was, I was happy to uh, catch one of his last shows oh. live. I actually went to it. And, um, before my mom, you know, started having, uh, getting on with age and, and she could still get around, I took her to, to see him too. And I was, I'm glad I did that. Uh, cause that was a really good memory. He died within a year after that concert. Oh, wow. But I, I, uh, I really enjoyed uh, uh, seeing him, and over the years, I, I really I, he was one of the inspirations I had to actually do stand up or, or to try it. I don't, know, right. I don't know that I was enough to say that I did it, uh, but um, um, I, I, I certainly tried it, and uh, it, was, it was a worthwhile experience, and he was an inspiration behind that. Yeah, yeah he was good thing.
1: And you know he started out as a radio DJ
0: well, yeah, he had a good voice.
1: Yeah, he started out as a radio DJ. Yeah, uh, absolutely, I forget where he was at, what city, but that's where that's where he started out at. And then he ended up going into nightclubs and stuff, doing stand up. Yeah. Somehow, somehow he got involved in that. But yeah, yeah, big huge fan.
0: Well, on the on the news side of things, um, are the title of our show is "Everybody Loves a Parade," but do they? There's every. <sighs>
1: <laughs> Everybody love a parade. I don't know. Oh God, <laughs> uh, this is some fucking joke. Trump has
0: suggested that we have a military parade to honor the uh, the service service people. And uh, now, a lot of people. Just to be clear. A lot of people are saying, "Oh, this is what dictators do." America's, there. Well, that's not true. We have done it. Eisenhower did uh, did it, um, you know, after World War II, I believe. Kennedy did something like that, and after the first Gulf War, um, first the elder the elder Bush uh, did a uh, a parade in Washington to honor all the people that served and uh, uh, fought in, in the first Gulf War, and of course to honor those that were killed. Right. And at that time, at that time, that was considered a very positive thing because, um, in comparison with how we treated the uh, Vietnam veterans, for example, who were spit on at the airport, um, a lot of people felt that this that the parade that they gave back in I, that must have been ninety one or ninety two somewhere around in there. Um, it, well, it must have been ninety one because it was, Bush was still president. So, um. A lot of people said during that time that they should, you know, make some sort of a uh, – have some sort of a uh, a delegation there for for the Vietnam veterans because, you know, that was still – that was in – in the early 90s, that was still roughly, what, 20-some years, a relatively short period of time after the Vietnam War ended. And uh, a lot of people felt that, you know, maybe we should do that for the Vietnam people. So th- it was a very positive thing in that regard. Yeah. But this, uh, this thing that Trump is suggesting, it has a, a little bit of a different flavor.
1: To me, it's like comparing dick sizes to yeah. him in North Korea. Like, oh, you I mean, showing yours? Let me show you mine.
0: And uh, I, if I was in Trump's circle and I was advising him, regardless of how well-meaning this may be, um uh, the perception of this is going to be you know very authoritarian very militaristic um like you said uh, a North Korea style event um something on the order that the Soviet Union did yeah and since liberals love to compare him to Hitler which drives me crazy i mean they're going to talk about the nazis goose stepping and all that stuff
1: And uh, he's not a he's not a a Hitler. I wouldn't go that damn
0: far. And people who throw that around. I I often say this. If Mm -hmm. if you're going to make Hitler comparisons, uh, I want to know if you can name who the allies were, who the Axis powers were during World War Two. I want to know if you can if you can name five (laughs) significant, and uh, if you can put them in chronological order. And, and if you can't do those things, then I don't want to hear you lecture me about Hitler because I, I can tell you right now in, in, in my everyday travels and speaking to people at these marketing events. When people start talking about politics and they start talking about World War, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. And these are people that are, you know, I, I perceive as, as educated, well-rounded people. And and they don't know how far apart uh Pearl Harbor was from the dropping of the bomb on Hiroshima. They don't know if It was a, <laughs> or if it was a year from it. Was two, they don't know. And and yet that's what they're telling me about the comparison between Trump and Hitler. And all they really know. All they really know
1: is Trump was bad. That that, or, that was bad. And they well, don't like, Trump. They, they don't well, like Hitler. They I could make anybody Hitler. I know oh, a yeah. lot of bad people. Yeah. I work with some that could be Hitler. I <laughs> don't, you know, don't make them. that stupid.
0: Yeah, so far, Trump isn't responsible for the deaths, either directly or indirectly, of 60 million people. No. So I, I really feel that, uh, uh, you know, that comparison is getting a little tired. And you know what? They even did that. They even did that with Obama.
1: Oh, you yeah. Know, they, they, well, you, you know, know with every the, president that gets in there is the Antichrist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> For yeah. the first for the first year, that's what everybody says. That's antichrist. You think that could be the antichrist? Yeah. I'm like, oh God.
0: Wait, and the other thing too, and this is another another caveat to this, but uh, you know, the uh, what they did with Obama was comparing the fact that well, you know, that's what Hitler did. He promised everybody health care. So therefore <laughs> Obama must be Hitler. Oh, and, yeah. and yeah, but here's the thing. Just because Hitler suggested it doesn't mean it was a bad idea. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> um,
1: he might have he, had some good ideas.
0: He was very successful. I mean, yeah. there, there, he, he, took a, he came from nowhere. He came from the streets and talked his way into power. And he did it in, in a country that was in the throes of a, de, of a depression and uh and now that worked in his favor because uh um, you know the, the the terms after world war one I, I don't want to get into too much of this. i'll put everybody to sleep but the terms of after uh, uh of, of the surrender in world war one were very oppressive and the danger and that's what they didn't want to do at the end of world war Two, was was keep their the 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 countries that lost down too much because when you keep the a country down too much. What you do is you create a fertile ground for radicalism, and that's exactly what his, Hitler played upon during the 1930s. And uh, um, that's something that uh, when you really start to study that, his communication techniques, his his ideas about how government should function with with industry and all that, there was a lot of things at that time that a lot of people liked. Around the world because it's it appeared to be working, but nobody knew what was what else was going on, you know all the bad stuff in the background so um yeah uh i really don't like everybody who don't for the most part the amount of ignorance in in our society when it comes to history is enormous oh yeah and, and I don't like people who don't know jack shit about World War two
1: lecturing me
0: about Hitler that that yeah, really I've just
1: yeah, I'm not. I, if I don't know something, I'll be the first one to tell you. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind. it. I mean, hell, I, it's better to be sitting there acting like I'm educated on something I don't know shit. Start sounding like Barney fucking Fife. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, I don't want to do that. This, well, is only well, thing, this is the only thing yeah. I want to say about that. Sure. The parade itself. Um, I do not think it's wise to take your military. And flaunt it out on the fucking street. And show what little you may have or how much you may have. Whatever the case may be. Because some of it, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean we're massive. Somebody might have more than we got. We don't know. it. You're flaunting it out on the damn street like it's a goddamn Macy's Day parade. I mean, is Santa Claus going to be at the end of this son of a bitch in an NRA tank? Yeah. I mean, this is just bullshit. Yeah. Uh, and that's all it is, is comparing dick sizes. All he's doing is doing his only reason why he's even playing this fucking parade is he's just trying to spit in motherfucking dude's face. That's it. Yeah. That's the only reason. There is no other reason. There's nothing American about this fucking parade. You fucking Trumpaholics that think that this is a great idea because he said it's an American thing to do. There ain't a damn thing American about fucking flaunting your goddamn tanks and your fucking shit up and down the damn street with your military.
0: Well, from what I understand, too, it's going to be very expensive. Oh, i mean, it, yeah. It's going the millions of dollars and the tens Hell, of millions. Yeah, of and, yeah uh, sure. And there's better things that we could be doing with that money in regard to our veterans. And my, my mantra is when it comes to military spending is I want those guys that are on the ground with the shit that they need, yeah. with the proper armor, with the proper bullets and everything else. Yeah. And that sounds like a dumb thing to say, but the, the, over the years, the, there have been families of military people actually have to send them. Bulletproof vests and yeah. bullets and 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 let me tell you something. If you're spending billions upon billions of dollars on a plane that can't fly, you damn well better be sure that the soldiers in the field have some damn bullets. Yeah, I mean that's just ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Absolutely- <laughs> well, I see that's what you're saying right now. We could be taking that uh that money that we're spending on this stupid ass parade and investing into shit like it. Yeah. instead of spending it on this bullshit we spend so much money in this country on shit that don't make no fucking sense I've got uh-huh. to get that I've got to get a list of that together one day I'm going to have to find a list one day I can get together I'll well, give you a list as long as yeah. my arm of just the countless shit we spent in this country that if I tell you you're going to be like what in the hell were we thinking yeah don't make any sense yeah
0: well, I'm going to say this, too. We, uh, we talked about this on one of our last podcasts, and it happened again today. The Dow plunged mm. out today um, 1,000 points. Wow. And this is according to NBC News. Before the final bell rang on Thursday, the Dow plunged more than 1,000 points. It represented a full market correction defined as a 10% drop from its 52-week high, the first time it had done so since 2016. So, you know, this is after a record run-up. The uh, stock market has been very volatile here recently. And oddly enough, they're saying that uh, the low unemployment rate figures going back to uh, this past January are actually making the market a little shaky because people are afraid – that interest rates are going to go up, and we're going to have you know some inflation and some other things going on. Wow! So uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, we talked about this before. Um, there's going to be ebbs and flows in the when it comes to the stock market, and there's other things that indicate how well the market is doing. One of which is is interest rates. The other which is unemployment, and uh, those are actually pretty good right now. So, um, let's hope that this isn't an indication of uh, worse things to happen, is all I can tell you. Um, I don't like to see any bad indications of, uh, of uh, the economy. That always makes me nervous. Right. Don't want don't to don't see that.
1: I want to make mention of this real quick. I don't know how accurate this information is because it is coming from the Eagle Scout. It says a Holocaust denier is the GOP congressional is uh, is the GOP congressional candidate in Illinois. Really? In yeah. That's what he says. I don't know. I, I can't say any or nay on that because I haven't looked up the information. I don't even know what he's talking about, but I ain't going to say he's not talking, telling it because it may be very well true.
0: Yeah, so, so. it's amazing to me how those things get denied. Um, and, and we've had that here in this country with like, let's say that shooting at that school. Uh, a number of years ago. And there's that one disc jockey. What's that crazy guy's name that's on the... Uh, I forget his name. Uh, we talk about him often. Alex he, Jones. He, yeah, he he's yeah. he said that that was a hoax, apparently. Oh, God. Or, or has it, has intimated that it was. Oh, God. Uh, I didn't actually hear him say it live, but it's been referenced enough that I believe it to be true. Oh, good Lord. And yeah, uh, you imagine being the parents of one of those kids. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, a, a six, seven year old child shot through the face with with an automatic semi-automatic weapon. And somebody like that is, is, is on the air telling millions of people that it didn't happen.
1: It makes you almost want to just run by. And I know it sounds bad, and I don't mean it in any kind of bad way, but it makes you almost want to run by with a fucking casket and shove his dumbass fucking head in there and say, hey, does this look like a false fucking story, asshole? Yeah. I mean, does it have conspiracy on this shit face. Yeah, yeah, I can't stand that motherfucker. I don't like him at all. Got no <laughs> use for him.
0: You know, I meant...
1: Go ahead. Oh, I, I'm just saying. Even if I met that fucker in person, I wouldn't know what to say to him because I would. I'd be afraid to say the wrong thing to that some bitch.
0: Yeah. Well, that's one thing I, I mentioned Eisenhower earlier. That's one thing that he did that uh, uh, when he was going across Europe. And he was going through uh, Germany and, and some other places there, and he was running across those concentration camps. Uh, they asked the local German people, "Did you do you know what's going on here?" Eh? Well, I didn't know nothing about this. That's what they said, you know. And he and he made those people walk through those concentration camps, through all the bones and all the body parts and the ovens. Um, he took everybody in those towns that said it wasn't happening and made them walk through it. Damn. Uh, and that was something that uh, I always I always felt very good about him doing that because he knew. He knew it wouldn't be long before people were saying that it didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. And.
1: Uh, That's what people that, say when they want to forget something. Yeah. They're just trying to cover the past and not realize that mankind can be just as cruel as it was. Yeah, and yeah. they don't realize it. But I mean, the wrong person come along, it could be just that cruel again.
0: Oh yeah, and it has happened. Oh yeah, there's, there's genocide since uh, uh, World War Two. Uh, but let's let's move on to a more happier story here.
1: Yeah, please. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> nah. I actually, did,
0: I, you know, when we talk about Trump and his supporters, and I'm not necessarily down on Trump. I, I don't like any of them. Okay, yeah. but when I hear his uh, his supporters saying he's he's the most intelligent, most wonderful mm-hmm. businessman ever, and all this, and that is not true. No, by a lot of measuring sticks. Um he could have made a lot more money if he planned to uh, ran his businesses different from what he inherited. Just about everybody who knows anything about investments knows that and knows the real estate market. New York knows that um, he is not a, uh, uh, a not a transformative figure, not a socially transformative figure, not an economically transformative figure. Steve Jobs was and he was a prick in a lot of ways, too. But he was oh, yeah. A, a yeah,
1: he was an just, asshole in a lot of ways.
0: But he he was a, a an economically and socially transformative figure. Henry Ford, the same thing. Bill Gates, the same thing. And and, and I'll tell you what the the the, the guy that really's got me fascinated right now is this Elon Musk. And this dude is something else. Um, I don't know if you if you caught the video of this uh, spaceship, uh, this uh, SpaceX being launched. Yeah. Yeah. But what to me was incredible about it is how those boosters came back down.
1: Oh, that was. was, Yeah, I saw that. That just came down real smooth.
0: There was two boosters that came down simultaneously, like they were synchronized. Yeah. And and it was almost like if you you filmed a, a rocket taking off, and then played it in reverse. Yeah, that, that's yeah. exactly what it was like it was these these rockets coming down perfectly vertical, right back onto the to the launch pad. Um, and I don't even know, I can't even begin to imagine how these things are steered or balanced or whatever. I mean, no. the technology that's involved in that to me yeah. is fascinating. And this this Elon Musk have you heard about the car?
1: Yeah, they said it's going to be. They said it could orbit for millions of years around Mars.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, they're shooting it out there. The Tesla Roadster, um, and here again, this is according to NBC News, the the Tesla Roadster that uh, SpaceX Falcon Heavy rocket went into space with, uh, it seems poised to, let's see here, it might even go beyond Mars. The current trajectory will take it beyond Mars and into the asteroid belt as its planned orbit around the sun.
1: Oh wow! Hell, it ain't going to orbit there long.
0: <laughs> well, it might
1: if it stays the, in orbit. I mean, it goes still in, about the hot. car.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the with the with the dude sitting in it, the the the, the spaceman sitting in it. They have a little yeah, dummy space Yeah, but would the
1: car like burn the fuck up?
0: If not, if it gets too, if it doesn't get too close, I'm I'm not sure how far this orbit is. Just because it's orbiting the sun, don't mean it's orbiting close.
1: Right, I guess so because,
0: I mean, it's like it's, you they have the uh, the uh, pattern of it. And uh oh yeah, it's going to go well beyond according to what they have here, it's if you check this out, it's going to go well beyond uh, the uh, uh orbit of the earth. Oh wow. Yeah, so I mean, it's 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 going to be out there for a long time. And it's going to make a lot of uh put a lot of miles behind it. <laughs> it's going to have yeah. a lot
1: of miles. Will like ever see them.
0: Uh, but you know what? It's not going to rust in space. I don't imagine it's nothing. It's not going to deteriorate in any way.
1: No, no, it'll look brand new when it comes back. If it ever it gets back,
0: fade. it could fade, just like um, you know, when you're out in, uh, if you have a car that's out in Phoenix or someplace like that, the, the sun beats on it in the same way. But uh, uh, it, uh, yeah, it's not going to rust or anything like that because there's no oxygen and all that stuff in space.
1: So. But anyway, I find that guy fascinating. Um, he said he, uh, Eagle Scout said the song they got on there is supposed to play for at least two years. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, two it's, years ain't going to be shit, though, man. I thought going to be out there a lot longer than that.
0: <laughs> I think, I'm pretty sure it's David
1: Bowie. Yeah, um, it is. That uh,
0: earth to ground, Major Tom, whatever that is. Yeah,
1: yeah. Major, uh, Tom, uh, that's yeah, major yeah. Tom, that's what it is. Yeah, Major yeah. Tom, that's what Eagle Scout yeah. said, yeah. Yeah. It's a good, That's song. It's good Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I love David Bowie. I Howard absolutely Howard Stern's doing Howard Stern's doing a tribute to him this week. Really? Yeah. Um. I forget what day it is, or it's this month. I want to. I'll when I find out, I'll let you know. I think it's later in the month. But yeah, he's doing a tribute to David Bowie. That's cool. On the show. Yeah. He must be a huge David Bowie fan, which doesn't uh, surprise me.
0: Yeah, th- there's been a couple of documentaries uh, on uh, on on cable here recently, and I haven't had a chance to catch them. But uh, I, he he was always a uh, a guy that I had a lot of admiration for. You know, yeah. he was a guy that uh, was very talented, and uh, I really enjoyed his stuff. Um, and I I, was, I when I actually started my DJ career in the mid '80s. That's when he was really hot. That's when he became more of a pop figure. Right. Uh, that's when he did uh, uh China Girl and all those. That was a good song. Uh, yeah, Let's Dance and all those. Um yeah, so I like that,
1: I like a song him and Mick Jagger redid, Dancing in the Street.
0: Dancing in the Streets, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was a good that was a good hit when they redid it. They did it well. Yeah, they did. They
0: did. But uh yeah, I uh uh I, I just find that Elon Musk just really, uh, really cool. I know we only got a few minutes here. I'll just end with a sports tour, uh, story. The the, they, the Cavaliers were blown up today. They pretty much got, got rid of everybody, man. That's what I
1: heard. Yeah. And we're still, and we're still rumored that LeBron's going to be leaving.
0: Well, you know, one of the reasons why those rumors were around was because he felt he didn't have a good support team around him. And now uh, he's got some good guys around him, from what I gather. I'm not a sports guy, but from what I understand, oh, okay. from what I understand this was a good deal for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Then they got rid of Isaiah Thomas already, which I never understood that trade to begin with. I
1: didn't either. Man, you talked about that. Well, I take somebody damn hurt to begin with.
0: And uh, Channing Frye, who everybody liked, is gone. Uh, Larry Nance, who you may or may not remember, uh, uh, Larry Nance Jr. is now going to be um, with the Cavs. I could go on with this, but uh, uh, the bottom line. Oh, and then they did do a good thing for. Um, I've, I've drawn a blank here. Uh, the guy that uh, from the Miami Heat that came up with LeBron. What was his name? Um, good. Oh well the but the point is, is he's they did do right by him. Uh he didn't like the fact that uh, he couldn't finish his career in Miami. So the Cavs worked out a deal that he could go back to Miami and finish his career there.
1: Oh okay. Uh, good. See you. Wait.
0: wait, wait. <laughs> What's that? I said good. See you. <laughs>
1: well,
0: it's a good thing. I mean they they did they did right by him. Right. You know, like right. came up here and he he played his he, he, as as good as he could. Yeah. Uh, and, he, and he, he tried Wade. To, yeah Dwayne Wade yeah. and uh, he he, uh, he uh, embraced uh, the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers he, he embraced the fans and he did re- he, he, he did the best he could and uh, but his heart was him you know obviously in Miami he wanted to finish his career there so they worked it out for him and actually it's in their best interest too but they they, they could they could have treated him somewhere else and then they they did right by him and that was a good thing so
1: we've got about 20 seconds left you got anything? I'm done, man. Done. All right. Appreciate you, man. uh Get us another good show in there. We'll be back Monday night at ten. And uh, until then, y'all have a good one. Uh, have a good weekend. Babe, wake up, babe. Oh, oh no, the room's on fire! Woo, woo! Oh, it's uh, an alien invasion! Pew, pew! I guess I'll just eat this Egg McMuffin. Huh? Is there another one? Wake up breakfast at McDonald's. Mix and match two classics for five bucks. Choose from an Egg McMuffin or a Sausage McMuffin with egg, each made with real butter and a freshly cracked egg. Price and participation may vary. Can it be combined with any other offer? Combo meal. Limited time offer. Single item at regular price. And now, an ad from Dad. All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow.